the blast from our past network. Folks, this just in. The ongoing comic book discussion podcast confirms comic books are cool. Well, Corey, we did it. 30 full days of Star Wars. Just kidding. Just four episodes. <laughs> you're, you're 365 I, days of Star Wars, actually. I was going to say, Every yeah. Day. I'm all, <laughs> always Star Wars all the time. <laughs> but this this month has been a lot of fun uh, diving into these Star Wars comics with you. Um, after, mm-hmm. uh, probably towards the end of this episode, I'll kind of talk about which ones were, were my favorite. But um, yeah. as we mentioned offline and much... To Tess's immense shock, um, <laughs> I'm I'm excited to to move out of a galaxy far, far away and talk oh. about some other stuff, uh, comic book wise. So yeah. <laughs> I I, w- I was not gonna even say that, Corey, and you were like, nope, I'm not gonna say it, and that's the first thing you said. Well, okay, you said it. It's out there, man. All right. <laughs> you know what? I I I go by the firm belief that uh, when you podcast, you got to be honest about everything, and yeah. for 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 better or worse, it only this whole thing only works if I stay true to myself and uh, as much as i love star wars uh, yeah i'm i'm ready i'm ready to go and, and read some other stuff you know so yeah dive into some other genres if you will well i i i was excited to uh jump into it because it got me into clone wars mm-hmm. from when we were talking with jason about the um darth maul comic it, that was nice i had to jump into clone wars and i'm still in clone wars i'll slowly get through it um but i watched a chunk of star wars to prepare for this month if not i've watched all but two of the movies so it's all very fresh in my brain. I was like, I got to be sharp this month for Star Wars month. <laughs> so I have learned so much. And I was a Star Wars fan before. I'm not a I'm not a Corey status. I'm like, like if it was grade school, let's say it's, you know, kindergarten through 12th grade. I'd say I'm like fifth grade nice. in Star Wars knowledge. That's awesome. That is fantastic. <laughs> and you know what? Here on the OCD podcast, even if you, even if you are a kindergartner level knowledge <laughs> of Star Wars, you are always welcome and yes. all of your opinions are always valid everyone's opinion is valid uh, completely oh, yeah. so uh and and I, i've had fun i've had fun going on this star wars journey with you uh mm-hmm. i think it's it's been an absolute blast uh kind of you know it's kind of like looking at it through a more uh i guess a fresher perspective of your eyes sure. you know getting yeah, a, yeah, sort yeah. of a fresher experience uh from it and uh it's awesome i think i love that kind of stuff i love the dynamic of of a fresher perspective versus like a, a veteran's perspective i think it makes for a nice uh nice conversation and i think yeah. uh so far from what we've been hearing we've been delivering on on those conversations this month so i'm happy yeah. about that <laughs> oh yeah totally and and don't get me wrong like i i i love star wars too and I am ready to move on because <laughs> sometimes I feel like when I open up a book, I'm like, crap, where in the Star Wars timeline are we? Yeah. Okay, you yeah. Know? So that, that's actually a good, <laughs> a good place to sort of dive in here to this, uh, to the Princess Leia comic. Yes. And um, so, so Tess, did you have any sort of problem uh, figuring out where this uh, lands in the timeline of like the movies and everything? Not even a little bit. I knew exactly where we were because Good. it started at the end of the of the uh, A New Hope, yep, right? Yep, yep. Like yep. literally, like like overlapping with the 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 ceremony that Luke and mm-hmm. and Han and all them got. So yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. I'm glad. All right. 
Yeah. No, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, oh, and welcome to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast, by the way. I'm Tess. I'm Corey. <laughs> That's Corey. That's Corey. I, you know what? I noticed the last couple episodes we haven't done an intro. Doesn't matter. I don't know. But now you know where you are. That's, um, yes. That's so okay. as Corey said, we are on the fourth Star Wars comic for the month, Princess Leia. Um, I'm so glad that you recommended this one. It's Good. like, like it was, it was fantastic. I'm just going to tell you right now, like my review is going to be pretty high because I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was very thorough. Speaking of thoroughly enjoying it. <laughs> Good. I'm I'm glad to hear. Uh, before we dive into it, do you have the um, the write up that we can? Because I want to. I do. There's do there's so I? many things that I, I want to talk about in this in this uh, you know episode, uh, especially the whole fact the Alderaan thing. You know, it's like it's so interesting. Something that's barely glossed over. You know, uh, mentioned in the movies or well, I, you see Alderaan explode, but like you know, Leia never yeah. gets any time to grieve, and then this entire comic is about her finding her people and stuff i i think it, i think not only is this comic awesome but absolutely necessary in the canon oh, yeah. of star wars so yeah do you, uh, did i did i buy you enough time to to pull up the you d- did <laughs> nice. I, I was ready Corey. i don't know what you're talking about um no but okay but my quick question is is there a volume two because mm. i feel like this was so short and sweet i was like oh that's all i needed to know like yeah well you know while, I mean? while you read that description i will get you an answer <laughs> don't tell people your secrets okay <laughs> so all right here we go When Princess Leia Organa was captured by the Empire, she never portrayed her convictions, even after the complete destruction of her homeworld, Alderaan. When her rescue came, Leia grabbed a blaster and joined the fight, escaping back to the Rebel Alliance and helping strike the biggest blow against the Empire, destroying the Death Star. But in the aftermath of that victory, the question remains, what is a princess without a world? Hmm. As Leia... (laughs) As Leia grapples with her loss, a new mission leads her to the underground world of Sullust. The Empire is rounding up fugitive Alderaanians. Ooh, I did that. That's a long word. I'm proud of you because I could not have nailed that. (laughs) And that doesn't sit well with her princess. With their princess, excuse me. But what can one woman do against the Galactic Empire? They're about to find out. Join the galaxy's toughest princess on a quest to save her people and rebuild her life, life, life. life. <laughs> uh, so I don't think that there's like a continuation to this per se, uh, but then you could also argue that the Empire Strikes Back is the continuation of this. Um, like, yeah. you can't do that much because there is a finite amount of time between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Now, granted, um, I can't remember off the top of my head if Lucas has ever, like, said officially, but people kind of gravitate towards the idea that it's, like, about three years in between mm. um, movies. And so, uh, you know, there's there's things like in Empire Strikes Back where Han Solo uh, mentions uh, the bounty hunter they ran into on Ord Mendel um, to when he says that to Princess Leia, that's what kind of got him, gets him to sort of start getting back into uh, running away, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But you have to now account for, okay, Han, Luke, and Leia went to Ord Mendel. There was some sort of, you know, adventure happened there. So you got to account for that time. Um, so yeah, I don't, this is, it's kind of a standalone thing. It just sort of plops mm-hmm. right in here. Now that's not to say, I don't know if they've continued the other characters in like the other Star Wars comics, like if they've sort of popped back up, like her 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 um, bodyguard, her friend, you know, her friend, yeah. you know uh, stuff like that. I don't know if they pop back up, but as a self-contained uh, story or as a story, this one is kind of self-contained. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Absolutely. If anything, this just goes to show what the princess has had 
within herself this whole time. Like, for, like she does not question herself throughout this entire comic. She takes a risk from the get-go. She's, uh, it, if anything, it shows her continuation of her her loyalty to Alderaan, even though it doesn't exist anymore. Because she just goes, she wants to find all the Alderaanians. Whew, had to sound that one out. Uh, and get them back to her, which is, it's like, she's just, she's just so brave from the beginning. But what was really sad was that nobody believes in her, <laughs> like, at all, until, like, the very last issue. I got an issue with that. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's interesting when you think about it, because we have all this history with Princess Leia, and yeah. and so we know that she's a hero, but if you literally just look at her from the perspective of her, what, what is her, the girl's name, Yvonne? Yvonne. Yeah, yeah, if you look at her from that girl's perspective, she just sees this royal princess over here who's not mourning uh, the loss yeah. of her planet, although she's not understanding that, that that's where Leia's strength comes from, um, but mm-hmm. she's just, she's upset and she's not mourning. And uh, I mean, we know that Leia is capable of doing things. We also know that she did do some amazing feats of bravery on the Death Star before it blew up. But how yeah. how does Yvonne know this? You know what I mean? So, right. so I, I do get that she had to like prove herself to these characters in this universe, but she doesn't have to prove it to us. And I kind of like that. It, it it allows Leia to start in a place of of moving upwards, of uh, you know, as opposed to like, yeah. as opposed to like starting with literally all your powers in a video game. Like she has to like move upwards, and and you know, story wise, you always need some sort of adversity, you know, and everything. Mm-hmm. And now she she doesn't have like basically she barely has anyone she can trust at the beginning, and then by the end of it, everyone sort of believes in her, and that's the magic of this comic and the magic of of princess leia you know yeah yeah she she just has to gain respect through she has five issues to do it and she does it and 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 just like like sort of talking out loud about it like you know the the the, the, say say for example we we know that she's awesome we know she can do amazing things i'm I'm not gonna ever take that away from princess leia but just say that like of what we've truly seen you know, what if the Death Star was just like a fluke, right? She 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 was put into a situation mm-hmm. that um, allowed her to shine, but maybe you know if she, she if she stayed as like a Senate or, or you know more behind the scenes of the rebellion, maybe that would have been the only moment that that sort of happened. But this story proves, like, basically shows us that oh no, she is capable of always uh, performing mm-hmm. at that level of of heroism, uh, of at that level of of. Of capability and mm-hmm. uh and it's like something you take for granted when you see like uh, male characters do these amazing feats over and over again that it's yeah. it's always proof that they're capable of and it's not an isolated event and it's nice to see that princess leia gets the same sort of consideration to say hey look she can do this all the time all day Early day, she can kill Early. it because she's yeah. awesome. That's why, you know, because all of it comes from within her. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I think that this just, I, yes, I 100% agree. I uh, I really liked the cameo when she lands on Naboo of Queen Amidala. Oh, that's so great. She doesn't even that know that's cool. her mom. She doesn't even yeah. know. Yes, it's like this this stained glass um, art of Queen Amidala, and she. There's a moment where she kind of like, literally, the glass moves and looks at her and gives her a look, 
and then she goes back to normal. And I was like, they never touch on that and what that was about. I'm like, I'm just gonna assume that was the force. Yeah, that's that was my assumption. It was like okay. a, it was it was you know yeah it was something that all of us viewers know what's happening, but she doesn't. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh man, that's yeah. and, and you you can sense how sad because you can see the sadness in Amidala's eyes and Padme's yeah. eyes when she looks at her. You know, yeah. It, yeah, exactly. And um, in this comic, which we never get in Star Wars, we get a glimpse into baby Leia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, young Leia, uh, you know, f- very willful and, and strong and, and capable even as a kid. Um, but it, mm-hmm. it's nice to see your dad, Bail Organa, who we've seen in the prequels, um, played by uh, Jimmy Smith. And uh, it's nice to see him kind of showing her the value of, you know, slowing down and appreciating where, you know, the connectivity of of everything and like when she he talks about the food and he's like you know if you don't like the food but like people risked their lives to get this grain to us essentially yeah you know and and he's like you should appreciate that and i was like that's pretty that's pretty cool it wasn't him just saying you need to appreciate this he's like you know people risk their lives spacefaring publics you know because there's pirates mm-hmm. out there there's you know it's not safe to to transport goods um some would say that the empire actually provides a lot of safety uh <laughs> I, I could actually make a case for the empire uh, at some point but uh uh you know it's 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 a concept <laughs> it's it's like um like you know way back in the day when uh, columbus and people were sailing the oceans you know like uh, transporting goods like pirates would get him mm-hmm. and stuff you know so i, I like that i like him uh, bail organa being like look a pre- you should appreciate this you know and and y- these yeah. are things that kind of instill in her the ideals of alderaan essentially exactly and if anybody were to say hey tess i don't know if this will ever happen but hey tess how do you know that leia is a good honest true person i've watched all the star wars movies can you prove it anymore i'd be like read this comic Mm -hmm. this is it goes to show exact it's her whole life story and it just if anything like when we meet her in a new hope we only know so much and you know from beginning to end of the new hope we only know so much but this like if you read it in between a new hope and empire strikes back is that the next Mm -hmm. one yeah Okay, you'll you'll be like, ah, okay, now Leia is officially a more rounded character. I understand where she comes from. Um, this, it, it, like, it, if you love, let, Myra should, your wife, Myra, you know, you know your wife, um, she should read this. She yeah, would she, love this. She, she wants she to. Yet? No, she she hasn't had the time. She she wants to really bad. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I agree. No. I agree. And I think it's, yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a great example of what Princess Leia is capable of and why, why she, she should be revered as such a strong, just a character, male, female, doesn't matter, but just like a strong, yeah. heroic uh, character. Because she, in this book, she just always does what's right, you know? And, uh, try, mm-hmm. and, and the concept is great, too, because in A New Hope, it's so funny because her entire world gets exploded. And then she comforts Luke Skywalker for losing <laughs> Ben, you know, like yeah. for losing mm-hmm. one guy. And she and I love in this comic, they even address that. Luke even says, you know, you comforted me when 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 I lost Ben on the, on the Falcon. He's like, I just wish something like I, you would be you would allow someone to comfort you. Basically, he says, like, I wish you would allow something like that uh, or someone could yeah. be there to comfort her. So at least he's acknowledging the fact that that she, She's stronger than him, essentially. She, mm-hmm. she, he's like, I, I'm acknowledging the fact that you comforted me when your entire world died, and you comforted me when when my mentor died. You know, I'm yeah. glad they addressed that. Yeah. Can you imagine that though? No. Like, 
okay, Earth just exploding. The only thing you know is home. Like, whoa, yeah. that's some trauma, man. I know, and I mean, I mean, Leia. Uh, you know, well, she. I mean, she's not like she. She's carries a. She, it doesn't get addressed, but she carries a lot of guilt. She blames herself for that. You know, if she wasn't on the Death Star, would Tarkin still blow it up? Now, granted, uh, Avon says, yes, he still would have because he hates, he hated art and beauty. He still mm-hmm. would have blown it up. But that's just hearsay. I don't think that'll ever be as strong enough to take the guilt away from Leia that that her entire world blew up. But, um, you know, yeah. when, when I was younger and even now I watch, you know, uh, uh, New Hope, it still feels like, you know, that's the entire civilization. But I love the idea with this comic is that, no, I mean, this is a spacefaring universe. So, of course, there's going to be Alderanians. Nice. Uh, hey, off, you did it. Off planet, you know, and I thought that <laughs> yeah. was I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, that does make sense. And yeah. yes, it totally fits with Leia's character that she would want to go round them up and rescue them and find like a new world for them and preserve essentially preserving their uh their culture. And then to mm-hmm. extrapolate even more logically and say that, you know, what if there's this person that doesn't like that Alderanians are intermingling with other alien species? This is actually something that doesn't come up a lot in in Star Wars is uh mm-hmm. interspecies sort of relationships. I mean, you do see the relationship, you don't see the offspring as much. It, right. It's not it's let me retract so I don't get yelled yeah, at. I it's totally not understand. unheard of. It's it it does happen in the cartoons. I think it's happened in the Clone Wars. Uh, mm-hmm. uh there's an episode of the Clone Wars where um uh, a clone defects and then uh hooks up with the Twi'lek and then like you, their their kids are kind of splotchy colors, you know, whatever. It's yeah. been shown before, but it's not a huge thing in the Star Wars universe. So it was interesting for them to tackle that issue of racism and and stuff and how this one character uh that one lady doesn't like the the the, main, the yeah. yeah intermingling and then princess leia is like like who care i don't care if you're one percent alderanian you're you're still alderanian you're still you're still one of <laughs> us so i like that different sides of that coin it's, it's just something that doesn't get addressed in star wars a lot yeah no that's a really good point and it should be so normal i would think it would be so normal um at least for the species that like actually could do it you know what i mean like like you know yeah there's it may not be possible for other right yeah for other combinations i get you yeah i understand what you're saying no and i've and i've always been curious like what in 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 scale of the timeline of earth like is it 1957 on earth or is it 2300 on earth you know it's it's i'm i'm curious like where this timeline is and how it's all happening at the same time just to wrap my head around on on earth just yeah well i would i would i would imagine it's it's a long time ago a long time ago it's 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 like it's like prehistory for us yeah Uh, wow so not only is her planet blown up but then she learns in the next movie that she wasn't even born on that planet. Wait, was she born there? <laughs> no, no, she wasn't. No, no. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, her and uh, uh, Luke were kind of born on uh, in an asteroid. 
um, wow. medical facility. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Bail Organa was was there, and they gave uh, Leia to he always him and his wife. I guess they couldn't have kids. So and you mm-hmm. you've never actually you've never in the movie seen um, Leia's mom, like her adopted okay. mom. You know, um, but yeah, yeah Bail or Organa takes her, and then you know Obi Wan takes takes Luke and gives to the to the Lars on Tatooine. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I and we just watched episode. Oh, forgive me, I mix these all up. It's uh, second to last one, uh, the Last Jedi. Okay, yeah, we watched it this week. And uh, Carrie Fisher, holy moly, guacamole! That lady is Princess Leia through and through. But I love in that movie how she still carries what happened to her in A New Hope, and that is is what drives her through this entire rebellion. Like, you got nothing on Princess Leia. You got problems? Let me tell you about Miss Princess Leia over here. Like, you got nothing. She's just, like, the ultimate rebel, and I feel like she's the truest leader for this entire thing. And I love how they set her up that way. It's like, who's going to lead this? Leia. Duh. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's... It's perfect. I, honestly, I think this is one of those comics that is absolutely essential reading just to get to get like that extra layer, uh, you know, out of Princess Leia. And it doesn't hurt that the the art is is fantastic. Um, I I've always yeah. loved uh, Terry Dodson's art, uh, especially when he used to do Wonder Woman. Um, and then his wife Rachel Dodson uh, inks like inks all of his stuff and everything. Um, but let me what ask a you, duo. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But let me ask you this what uh writer mark wade how do you think he handled princess leia's voice oh i think he did a great job i think and it's funny every time i see a chunk of dialogue i'm always like Corey didn't like lady mechanica um how can he stand this but there's so much uh chunky dialogue in this one (laughs) but it's like it's so it's so thorough though that like i don't know i really slowed down on this comic and was like okay I'm going to understand all of these words. I'm going to do it. And they did a really good job about just explaining everything through and through, even if they had to do it twice. It was like, this is why we're doing it. But no, I think that he did an amazing job. There wasn't a second where I thought, this isn't Leia. No, he did He did awesome. Good. What did you think? Oh, yeah. No, I I think he did a great job. I, I loved it. I love, um, I love seeing all the stuff she I love seeing like Naboo um I loved uh and I know I'm talking now I guess sort of visually but as far as writing goes it sounded great to me like I heard you know Princess Leia I heard Carrie Fisher just fine and I didn't think anything sort of like broke her character so I I think he did a great job in that regard but I liked all like like you sort of touched on earlier the little easter egg of of Padme you know looking at her and everything I I liked going to Naboo I liked the fact that you know we got to see uh Naboo you you know after the Clone Wars like what it's doing how it Mm -hmm. looks with you know the Empire uh running the place and the fact that uh I guess it's common knowledge that the Emperor you know uh grew up on 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 Naboo um which I guess it would be common knowledge because everyone knows he's Palpatine so and everyone knows that Palpatine came from Naboo but I was just like okay that's interesting that they actually ad- addressed that um and uh, I thought that was cool and then uh the the guy the smuggler that helps them uh at the end the 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 alien smuggler Nia Num mm-hmm. um he is Lando's co-pilot in Return of the Jedi so it was kind of nice to see uh him kind of being brought in and and sort of seeing his planet uh that's where those Alderanians were sort of holed up you know when when, yeah. when they get attacked and everything um um, and I and and 
weirdly, <laughs> I also really enjoy seeing like her, her Princess Leia's like like adventure outfit versus like her white, yeah. you know, like her white hood in New Hope. I liked seeing like what her another outfit that she wears, like her out there, mm-hmm. you know, adventuring type of thing. And it, I yeah. thought that was kind of neat to see. Yeah, and. And you touched on the art a little bit earlier. The first thing you notice and are dazzled by is the art in this thing. It's like, yeah, yeah it's a comic book test, but you're more like, you look at it and you're like, whoa, this is a Star Wars comic. They just do it so much justice. Yeah. Every single cover to each issue is Leia, boom, like, bam, there she is. But it's like so majestic. And, and, <laughs> it be, you know? and it's like, it's not... Leia, like, at all being sexualized, it's her no. doing a pose that you would normally see, like, Luke Skywalker do or Han do, like, a very classic sort of swashbuckle, swashbucklery sort of pose, but it's it's yeah. her and Avon doing it, and I'm like, that's it's so cool. I'm so happy to, to see them get such, like, consideration. There's nothing, like, sexualized about it, which is fantastic. And another wonderful character in this one is freaking R2. <laughs> Keep yeah. saving the day, man. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I I am not, I do not hate the sequels. Um, I very much enjoy the sequels. But one of my biggest problems with the sequels is how <laughs> they did R2 a little dirty in the sequels, to be honest with you. You he, think so? He, I mean, he's barely does anything because they wanted to give, you know, BB-8 all that screen time. But... It, they, tr- I do believe that Disney truly missed the I d- missed the fact that R two is actually the hero of all the movies when you watch him. <laughs> he he needs to be a part of it because he's also like he's the hero slash. Uh, you could almost say that the stories. I know that that you know C three PO is the storyteller, but honestly, R two's been there the entire time. The stories are technically coming from him, um, yeah. and and they missed that in the last three, unfortunately. Uh, but they got that very right in this, or yes. or Mark Mark Wade did, I should say. Yeah, I love that R2 can just, he can see so far ahead. He can see the big picture. Like, he doesn't have, like, all this chatter that humans have and, like, their, what do you call that, prefrontal cortex or whatever. Um, The front of your forehead, basically. All that chatter that goes on, he doesn't have that. So he just does. He just does it. He just, he sees it, he plans it, he does it. And right as soon as you're worrying, you're like, oh, there's R2. He's figured it out. He's he's (laughs) saving the day. That's what R2 does. Literally, R2 saves the day. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, like, R2 is, is, he is Star Wars. I know. I know. And it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a shame he, he got so, he got relegated to, to mothballs, essentially, in the sequels but um yeah it's it's whatever but hey real quick back to um last jedi my favorite shot of princess leia is when at the very end they're on that planet you know with that last big yeah. sort of standoff and uh I, that shot where she's watching she's looking out like you know before everything sort of starts and her cloak jacket thing is kind of half covering her face and all you see uh-huh. is her eyes i want uh-huh. like that frame like blown up as a poster <laughs> i think it's absolutely amazing um yeah. it, that movie has its faults but ryan johnson had a great cinematographer in that movie 
movie. I think I think The Last Jedi is one of the, the most beautiful Star Wars movie out there. Uh, story story aside, we can we can always debate you know that and Canto Bite and all that kind of stuff later. But uh, looks wise, I think The Last Jedi is absolutely gorgeous. J- just like oh, yeah. just like Princess Leia the comic book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to trying to do a better job to, of staying on track. Why, dude? Why? I, I, because there's so much there's so much I like about this comic. Like there's yes. just so yeah, yeah, much yeah. that I I want to like keep diving into. But um yeah, like uh, you said, you 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 loved it what was like besides the artwork when did it sort of like click for you you know what was there any particular moment or was it sort of a nice build-up it was when she was fighting back when people were like you need to just go be a princess and go mourn your planet like go away like i've got the the general or whatever was like i got this under control go be a girl in the corner over there i don't want to see your face kind of thing and then she's like um no (laughs) i'm gonna keep fighting because that's the Alderanian spirit, and I want that to stay alive within me. Um, and that pulled us, and we just keep repeating ourselves because, like, truly, that's the thesis of this whole comic is that, like, her true spirit just pulls through this whole thing and she finds success again and again and again and with that she garners respect you know people start to follow her lead um it's just it's such a beautiful perfect setup for the next movie movies of who Leia is and where she comes from man like it's just cute little awesome package of Leia cute is not the word I would use for Leia um, I can't cuss on here. That's the word I would use for land. Um, I love that girl. Anyway, what about you? Yeah, no, uh, I honestly probably around the same time, uh, you did. And, you know, I was like thinking about what you said of, of, you know, the fact that like, you know, she had to earn their respect. And I think, yeah, like that's the thesis of this entire book. It's like, cause you could have easily said, or Princess Leia could easily say, you're going to follow me because I'm the princess. Like, that's yeah. it. You, sh- you shouldn't question it or or anything. But I, I like the fact that she seems to like uh, Yvonne because she tells her the truth and maybe because she doesn't like her. And, you know, it's, sometimes it's refreshing to get a point of view from somebody who doesn't see eye to eye with you and allows yeah. you to sort of look at things differently. And she's, I'm sure Princess Leia is happy to be around somebody that's not a sycophant and like just bows and curtsies, you know, uh, all the time. She actually questions, Yvonne's actually questioning what's going to happen. You're like, why is she doing this and this and that? And I just, I think that Leia found a kindred spirit, you know, in Yvonne. And yeah. I, I, I like that. And the I, fighter, I, right? yeah, not like another, well, yeah, she was a, she's an X-Wing fighter, which is always nice to see more, uh, uh, you know, female X-Wing fighters, yeah. uh, cause they didn't. But a fighter spirit, you know, they but both in, have fighter yeah, spirit. Yep. They both have that, yeah. that fighting spirit inside of them. And, uh, yeah, I think that's that's kind of like where I sort of connected to it. I was like, oh, she like I like the fact that Leia's not gonna rest on her laurels. She's not gonna yeah. just lean back into her uh, you know, her title, her her nobility and mm-hmm. say, that's why you have to leave me no or that's why you have to follow me. No, yeah. she's gonna show you by just doing. And I, I've I don't have respect for for people who lead behind like a, an armchair. I've always mm-hmm. respected people who lead by being on the front lines and everything. And uh, and and she's that kind of leader, and that's the kind of leader that I like, and that's the kind yeah. of leader that the rebellion needs, you know. And that's why she is going to be who she is. Yeah, exactly. 
So I have a question for you, and I'm going to hope that I word this correctly, and it's kind of a big one. This might turn into a whole conversation about it. It relates. How do you... Okay, so the way that they explain how the Force affects Luke is very different from how they explain how the Force um, uh, affects Leia. They both have the same genetic code, essentially. You know, they have the same mama and papa. So they should both have the same like uh, uh feelings of the force maybe maybe not i for me and i'll make this quick because i want to hear what you have to say i feel that they give like luke definitely takes like the very spiritual force side whereas leia used the force uses the force for the good of the galaxy um but i'm curious how you feel if they justified how the force affects leia uh correctly you know like in a way that's believable or or fair right you know what i mean well yeah and and right now in the timeline of the movies you know leia doesn't know she's related to luke so you know you got to figure that all right luke at this point has already been taught a little bit about the force you know and so he's like oh okay cool i'm starting to actually manipulate it and and learn about it and i've also been told that i have a lot of it flowing through me whereas leia doesn't know that she has any other than maybe the simple idea that we all have a base amount, you know, and that we all are connected via the living force. Uh, She doesn't know that she's as powerful as Luke, and Luke at this point doesn't know how powerful he is either. Uh, So I'd say that, like... Uh, it's 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 essentially perception like, how do you say this like like she, i don't think that leia knows what she's even perceiving you know like it, it she doesn't even know that she has it so i right. think her her like like with the 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 statue thing moving or the you know of her mom or whatever that was probably one of the biggest like r- things that happened to her but she doesn't have any time to dwell on it, right? Like, if this was, like, you and me, like, I've I've dwelled longer on things that are a lot less impactful that I've seen in, uh, sure. in with weird stuff in my life, right? So, like, if I saw that, I would be – if I were her, I would have been dwelling on that for days. But the problem is she's in the thick of, like, Alderaan – like, she's in her mission. She doesn't have time to dwell on it. So I think they handled everything – logically you know what i mean how things would i I perceive things would like logically play out and then as far as like an overall thing with what people wonder and everything like luke and leia's i think personally that luke and leia are equally strong uh in the force at all points in time it's just leia never got training until probably after return of the jedi um you know uh by luke and, and and whatnot but up until that point She's got no clue what's inside of her and what she's capable of, basically. Um, yeah. But I think she's she's just as strong, and that's how she survived getting you know sucked out into space. And in the Last Jedi, the 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 yeah. Force just I mean cocooned her and saved her, you know. And yeah. and whether she's been lightly trained or strongly trained, I always remind people she is just as strong as Luke. She it's just not refined. At least we don't know, you know. They they've they've actually added to the mythos in Revenge. Um, Rise of Skywalker to say that Luke, you know, has trained Leia in in the arts of the of the Jedi. So I can assume that after Return of the Jedi, Leia becomes more powerful in the Force. But up until then, she's unrefined but just as powerful. And we don't really see her use the Force 
until uh, Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I was like, oh, this is more than I've ever seen her use it before. Like, it was just an answer for her by then. Well, so I'm curious what happened. Well, I mean, she's, I mean? she's, she's felt things before. She's, like, felt Luke uh, through the Force in Return of the Jedi. Um, she's, she's, like, sensed things. She felt when Han Solo died in the rise, uh, and, and Force Awakens. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I think that she is probably more in tune older but she probably later on realized what was always sort of just good instincts what was always sort of her listening to her gut and kind of going with her gut she finds out later that's probably that was the force you know working through her and and stuff so um yeah it's i always try to remind people is whenever i can that that leia is just as strong as Luke is in the Force, they are twins for crying out loud. They are just as strong as each other, right? You know what I mean? They don't pull on that enough. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. because I because because the groundwork by by George Lucas wasn't really strongly laid because it wasn't right. laid until Return of the Jedi. Like he didn't know they it. made out. Yeah, like. exactly. I know. So he he. I mean, so yeah. Even George Lucas didn't know that she was going to be his sister until they started, you know, filming and working on Return of the Jedi. You know, yeah. But how do you retract from that? You're like, oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, I made them make out yeah. in the first one, but awkward. Yeah, we all just <laughs> gloss over that as as a society. Yeah. And of all the changes, of all the changes that, that that George Lucas has made to the movies over the years, you'd think that he didn't wouldn't cut that out. But uh, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> yes, right. I've thought that exact same thing. I'm like, bruh, what? You don't even need this moment. I know, but it's it's <laughs> it's it's big for the. Han and Leia connection, you know, I mm, I, I get yeah. it, but yeah, I mean, Lucas Lucas didn't know Lucas didn't know yeah. uh, that that Darth Vader was going to be Luke's father when he was filming A New Hope. They they were two different people. Like uh, he mm. like everything that Obi Wan says, how your dad was killed by Darth Vader. I believe that that was true to George to George Lucas in A New Hope, and then he needed to do something with Empire Strikes Back to up the stakes, and so he did that whole father thing. I'm glad he did because that really upped the whole stakes. Because I, I bet you when people saw that one, they were like, oh, okay, now I'm in. Like, ooh, this is good. This is juicy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> It was Empire Strikes Back where people were like, oh, now I'm into Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, drama. Love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, I don't even know how we got on that that topic. But um, Oh, I was talking about the Force. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. I was but curious. No, like, no, my, oh. my personal belief um, is that – and, and this could be contradicted in a book or something in a comic. But, yeah, my personal belief is that Luke and Leia are always as strong, but Luke has been trained and Leia hasn't. Mm-hmm. Right. In He's the, actually a Jedi where she is not. She, yeah, she's, yeah, yeah, she's not a formal Jedi, but she's, she has just as much potential as Luke, but she has no training whatsoever. And But without training, it's interesting to see – Without training, how capable she is, right? Like, like, yeah. Like, I don't think it was the Force that allowed her to choke out Jabba the Hutt. You know what I mean? I don't think it was yeah. the. It, it might have been the Force that helped her survive the interrogations um, on the Death Star in A New Hope that her father yeah. uh, put her through. But um, it, it, it might have been the Force helping her there. But I don't think it's the Force helping her. You know, uh, you know, do some of these other feats of of amazingness. You know. Yeah, and uh, uh, speaking of, of, of A New Hope, when she's part of the, um, she's their prisoner, uh, she makes herself a prisoner again at the end of this comic in order to save an Alderanian sister who is, um, you know, 
being blackmailed essentially by the um, the Imperials. Imperials is that the word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The bad guys. Yeah, the yeah. Empire. Yeah, the Empire. She, yeah, the well, Empire. She's not even being blackmailed. Yeah. She is Imperial. She's she's a uh, she. You know, oh. her sister is an Imperial. Um, I thought she was being blackmailed. Okay, no, that that was actually one part of the comic. I was like, okay, is she actually a traitor or was she blackmailed into being? To seeming like a traitor. No, she was she was an imperial that that you know that her commanding officer clearly realized they could leverage you know her connection to that yeah. other girl and and did uh, and then you know when her when the jig was up uh, you know he was like all right well that's enough of you but it, by him kind of threatening to kill her he knew that would bring the the other sister out you know but yeah she yeah. was already a traitor to begin with by being an imperial now. <laughs> I, again, we could get into the philosophy of of traitor or not of the average person in the Star Wars universe. You got to understand, like in A New Hope, when Luke was talking about going to the academy, he's talking about the Imperial Academy. That like, if you want to learn how to be a pilot, there is no other game in town. Like, you have to mm. become a, a tie. You're you're going to train to become a tie fighter pilot, essentially. And then uh, a lot of the people who are X wing fighter pilots, like his buddy Biggs um, in A New Hope, uh, they mm-hmm. defected. They they basically defected, and they've actually made a story about how oh. how they defected and everything. But they, I mean, think about it. A lot of those guys and gals were once TIE fighter pilots um, because if you wanted to learn how to fly, you had to basically join the Imperial Navy, you know, because that's oh, that's all there that. is. That's all there is out there. I mean, granted, there's a lot of planets with a lot of their own air forces and stuff, but you gotta yeah. you gotta figure that once the Empire goes into power, they probably they they um li- probably liquidate the the. The personal armies that are on that planet, and then just occupy with an imperial army. But you're still like, hey, we're 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 providing the defense because you know you're a part of the imperial empire, you know. Mm-hmm. But but you're not gonna, you know. And then they'll just cons- conscript people from that region into the imperial army itself. Um, but for the most part, this is, I mean, this is ridiculous that I've put this much. Anyone has put this much <laughs> thought into it. Um, but yeah, for the most part. Most people are work for the Empire. So was yes, obviously her sister was was kind of doing something bad when she was quote unquote, you know, trying to get the information out of her and everything. But yeah. I wouldn't necessarily call someone who works for the Empire you before the Death Star sort of happens, like necessarily automatically bad. They might just be trying yeah. to like it's the only job they could have it's gotten. Goodbye. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I do think a lot of people, you know, in that universe are just trying to get by. And and yeah. it's, you know, sometimes being an Imperial technician you know, on the Death Star, it pays the best, you know, but then you mm-hmm. get blown up. So that's right. the problem. Yeah. Well, I just love that the trade for Leia was like, okay, we'll take we'll take her so that we can have her back. She's an Alderanian, and you can trade her for me. Mm-hmm. No problem. And there was no plan discussed. She just knew in her mind, maybe it was through the Force, that everything would be okay. And and it was and it was it was such a bold thing that could have gone really, really wrong. And it didn't. Mm -hmm. And just it just all the way through. Leia's 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 Leia Mm -hmm. all the way through. And I loved it. And I like the fact that when she was like inspiring the the ships and everything, like R2 broadcast that speech, you know, down the planet and stuff. And because he knew and and she was like, that wasn't broadcast. And she was like, oh, R2, you know what I mean? Uh, But but that's like, you know, it's cheesy, but that's that's that's. That's the stuff that works. It's the because you yeah. know, you know, you know when they're not, um, you know, they're, she's not doing it 
she wasn't doing it for anybody other than them. See, that's why the people down on the planet knew it was she was being honest, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was awesome. And and you know the the it's not an overly action packed comic, but it had a decent enough action to kind of keep things like rolling. Like I'd say, Doctor Afra yeah. had probably more action in it. But this mm-hmm. goes to show that you don't need to have a comic jam packed with action from beginning to end to make it entertaining. To be truthful, it this was better than Doctor Afra. Yeah, <laughs> and you know so. Oh. A thousand percent. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, let's review it. Yeah. Let's review it. Yeah. All right. On a scale of one to five with the noun of your choice, Corey, what is your review for this Princess Leia comic? What is your score? My score is going to (laughs) be 4.5 Alderanian asteroids flying through space. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> that almost hit the that, is, that almost hit the Millennium Falcon when they come out of uh, of hyperspace <laughs> in a new home. That is the oh yes, that is the longest noun. I like that. I like that. <laughs> but I, I, uh, I and why, just, why? I'm sorry, and ju- just to justify it, like yeah. I loved it. I think it's I think it's great. Yeah. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, and more importantly, uh, well, I think the art is awesome. The writing's awesome. But more importantly, mm-hmm. I think it's essential character development uh, that informs us of, of who Leia is and I, I think it was much needed um, that it's something the movies lack basically and why not what, why not the point five why like- I could have had a little bit more action or maybe even a little more Boba Fett in it <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair wait a minute <laughs> Corey you can't say that for every single comic okay <laughs> for every Star Wars comic I can <laughs> you say it for every single one like what's wrong with the Superman comic why not the point two five? there's no Boba Fett there's no so. Boba Fett needs more Boba Fett so <laughs> <laughs> more Fett oh that's funny um, well I'm gonna give it a whopping five Yvonne friendship bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> and <clears throat> so we talked a bit about Yvonne, Ivan, E-V-A-A-N, Yvonne, we'll say Yvonne. Um, she follows Leia through and is her pilot to get her to uh, the Alderanians enclave that they have gathered together. And she doesn't believe in her the whole way through. And then at the end, she's like, why do you think I'm calling you Leia and not princess? And she's like, oh, because now you're my friend. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I just assume friendship bracelets are next. Yeah. You know, that's what that's what happens. You you have friends and me and you have friendship bracelets, Corey, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's called OCD. It's exactly. a friendship bracelet. <laughs> exactly. It's digital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was no, great. I loved, I, it. I, I loved her. I loved Yvonne. And now she's sort of um Queen of the Alderani. Well, no, she. So at the end of this, one thing I I wish we yeah I'd like to discuss is like basically Leia says you know now do an election. So moving yeah. forward, and and it's kind of actually true that they don't really. Well, I mean Han refers to it as you know all kinds of names in Empire Strikes Back, but he he does it to get under her skin, you know. Yeah. Um, but she's she basically is renouncing her her her. Wow, what is the term? Her nobility, I guess, um, in this. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she says, like, elect a new princess, essentially. And she's like, I endorse Yvonne. And that's, and I like oh. that. And moving forward, I think, you know, we obviously established at the beginning of this. I don't think there's any more comics, or at least none that we know about. But I, I don't even need to see Princess Leia. I want to see what Yvonne and these other people do. The Basically, the rest of the Alderanians, I would like to mm. see what they do and, and create. And at least if it pops up later or something, you know. But uh, yeah. it, it's cool. I, I do, And I think that's a... 
a big point of of Leia's character, uh, which I never even considered until reading to this comic, which is she gave up her her nobility. She, it's it's for her moving forward in the eyes of her fellow Alderanians, she's no longer Princess Leia. She's just Leia Organa from Alderaan. It's um, I like to. I think it ended perfectly. It's like boom, like. Ta-da, there it is, and off she goes to the next episode. Well, and, and, well, and even in the, the the final, like, page frame is, like, her back with Han and Luke and Chewie, and it's, like, because that's what, yeah. that, I mean, we love Leia. I love seeing her do these adventures, but ultimately, it's, Star Wars is Han, Luke, and Leia and Chewie, their, their friendship mm-hmm. with, with uh, the, the entire, that's the group, that's the team, that's who we love. The squad. And, yeah, yeah, it's the squad, and... Yeah, she just needs to kind of get back to them at the end. So this was, I mean, this was perfect. You know, they, they, it didn't feel like it didn't feel like too much uh, fit in. Um, um, you know, like you know what I mean. Like they didn't, it didn't feel like they were trying to fit in too much into a small amount of time. Like there is three years and everything, so it's kind of cool. And then it was yeah. also, uh, you know, in the Doctor Afra issue, there's a bit of connectivity because. Remember when they go to Yavin Four on the Doctor Afra comic, uh, and this takes place, back, you know, after uh, it's basically the Imperial occupation that Leia is warning everyone that's going to happen, and that's why everyone has to get the hell out of Dodge. We see that in um, Doctor Afra. We see what the exact same location looks like, probably a couple months, maybe a couple weeks, maybe a year later, but with you know um, Imperials walking around everywhere, and that's and that's the same location, the mm-hmm. same world, the same area, and everything. Mm-hmm. That's that's cool. I mean. The one positive of Doctor Afra, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there was not much. <laughs> not much. And, so, but yeah, well, oh, cool. That was fun. I'm I liked glad, it. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm so glad that this was like the last comic to end on this month because it got a high score from both of us. And I highly encourage anyone who wants to get to know Leia or just like that tiny micro moment of these giant Star Wars timeline. What happens between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back? Um, that's, it's like, boom, the perfect comic. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And and unlike Dr. Aphra, you know, where they try to interject some non Star Wars concepts and it just doesn't feel right here. Mm -hmm. They introduced, you know, like they're trying to, um, racism or I would you call it speciesism or something like that. But like they, they do try to introduce some concepts in, in here, but they do it well. Like, you know, like it, this is, this is an example. Uh, I, I would use this as an example of a Star Wars comic that actually does a good job of handling some non-Star Warsy concepts. Yeah, you know? I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And yeah, I yes. like that. And you can tell when an artist is just trying, excuse me, a writer is just trying to be like, ah, um, story points, story points, not going to, you know, because it's not really explained all the way through where like at the end of Dr. Doctor Afra, we had so many freaking questions. But at the end of this one, I was like, no, I understood it. I understood it from the beginning to the end. Like it started and it like he had the reader in mind um, when it came to this. He's like, he wanted you to be a part of this moment and not just be like, why are so many strange non-Star Warsian things happening here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so 
and and yeah. it's and it's chock, you can always tell and it's chock full of Easter eggs, you know, for for people to enjoy. It's chock full of uh, fun cameos like Admiral Akbar yes. and and you know Neon yeah. Numb and stuff like that. And worlds they go to are are mentioned, so that's kind of neat to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nice to go back to Naboo. It's it's nice to and I like you know like when she interacted with that one like Naboo royalty guy that kind of you know uh, backstabbed her, double crossed her, and then she mm-hmm. just like all she did was take a ship, and he's like. Hey, you know, I, I, it was fun. It was a fun little swashbuckling little, you know, and he looked like Earl Flynn. So like they, they kind of had fun with that, but it was, it was just fun. Like he didn't, I liked, he didn't get his, 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 you know, comeuppance. He was just like, ah, I played the game. I lost. You won. You know, now the ship is, yeah, it's fine. I like that. Sometimes, uh, you know, Lando was, that's like shades of Lando where like, you know, not, he's not perfectly evil, you know, type of thing. He's just kind of doing his own thing. And I like that. Such is life. yeah, Yeah. It's fun to see that. It's fun to see that in the Star Wars comics, or I should say yeah. more of that because Lando is kind of a little bit rare in that in that regard that he's still like charming and yet can mm-hmm. can be a little bit bad and devious sometimes. But you like him because he's charming. Yeah, and he's pretty. And he's pretty. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Billy D. Williams is a very pretty man. <laughs> yes, very charming. Very charming. Very charming. Um, I think you've sent me so many um, like Instagram artists who do um, versions of Lando. I think you sent me like. 10 and every single one i'm like like <laughs> like like <laughs> uh, who doesn't like oh. a good lando picture <laughs> i know i know but yeah this has been fun i've i've enjoyed uh, a month of star wars but definitely ready to to start tackling some some superheroes or whatever you know it doesn't have to be just superheroes mm-hmm. we want to tackle some weird stuff too that's what i would like Oh, yeah. That's comic books, man. Weird. Mm, weird. It's, weird. it's a place of the weird. <laughs> weird things. Cool. Yeah. Well, awesome. All right. Well, here we are, Corey. Uh, where can we find you on the internet? Yeah, buddy. Uh, you can find me talking to our pal, Zach, about uh, about cult movies um, from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. <laughs> all kinds of weird, weird, weird movies. I, I don't I don't know what else, what else to say there. And then uh, every week talking to our pal, Adam, about uh, Seinfeld on Cartwright a Seinfeld podcast and uh, you can find both of those plus our, po- our OCD this podcast and Friday 5 uh, talking back and uh, Blast from Past all over at the BFOP network and that's www.bfopnetwork.com that's bfopnetwork.com and .com and Tess where can we find you out there? Oh, you can find me at OCD Podcast, hanging out over there on Instagram. Uh, you can also find us at Facebook.com slash OCD Podcast as well. Alrighty, Corey, my friend. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. I'm Tess. And I'm Corey. And we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> May the force be with you. May the force be with you, friend. Always. This has been another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey. Follow us at OCD Podcast on Instagram and Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast on Facebook. You can also review us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, and support us on Patreon. Tune in next week for another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey.
Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. <laughs>